what I was going to say was um, from you talking about like not feeling like you have something that is, you know, like completed and something that you can stand behind and stuff like that. That's the kind of thing that I've talked to you about before, too, that does make a big difference. I feel like when it comes to motivation and then wanting to see things continue to change is that it's really hard also take out, I think, like working the job, take out having things that are going on with your time, your money that are pulling you from doing stuff that makes it hard to keep going. I think the other thing is that when you're not seeing large enough changes, when you're not getting yeah. enough return from it time and time and time again, yeah. it's really hard to feel like you keep going back. Well, the thing is with me is like, and that is true. The thing is for me is that writing for me has become easy in a way. And that's not to, to my own horn, not that I write every like everything that I write, excuse me, but it's become easier in a sense that if I find a beat that I really like, I can get it done at mm-hmm. some point. Once I get it started, it'll get done. The difference for me now is that with writing, I, I say it, I explain it as having level ups. For me, it's like you have blocks in your brain that either fall into place or get removed and lets you keep progressing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's why I talk about just putting energy and putting the time in and it'll happen. But the last jump I had was in like September where I felt like I made a jump in my, what I could do. And that stuff, like stuff that I would want to do, but not be able to get there became easier. Right. Right. But since September, I've been cranking out a lot of songs, which is good. And I called you that one time and saying like, it's been easy recently. It's been real easy and I'm writing more and I still am, but kind of what I got in that time was quantity. Right. Yeah. But I didn't get, not that I didn't get quality. I like a lot of that, but it's a similar type of sound. So what I've been kind of pushing myself yeah, and to the, now is trying to make stuff either on that way and kind of change my first reaction of what I want to do or mm-hmm. change the type of beat input, whatever that I'm doing, right? And trying to change it that way. But well, I think that um, the thing is too, is that for someone like you who is able to always look back at stuff that you've done at one time or another, and you're very good at, being able to do something at one time that you could, you know, write fairly easily and say, I'm happy enough with this. And then go back later and go, okay, I want to take out this bit. I want to change this thing. I don't like how yeah. this one is anymore. Right. So you having that a large library of that right now, because you've had so much of it that you've written at one time or another and said like, okay, for this sound or for this vibe that I'm going for, I got a lot to pick from. Now I can start, you know, at a time when you can start, fully producing through a song and stuff like that. And you could say, okay, so let me grab that one. Let me make whatever yes. changes I need to. And you have them. And it's not like you have to feel like you have to necessarily write new stuff. It doesn't mean that you won't want to, right? Yes. You don't but have see, to. That's what, getting back to your first question of like, um, you're asking, uh, I just had it in my head, but I just lost it. Um, you were asking, how does it feel not having like a, or basically about not having a finished product. I have some songs that I've done that I still mm-hmm. like but I can hear a lot of points where it's already very brash to me or very easy where I'm like, I need to fix this. Right. Yeah. So it's um, a whole be, lot easier to your earlier point for you to do yourself than it is to keep going somewhere, spending yes. time, money, trying to explain what you want to someone else. It'll or be different. Even- it'll be different too. Once I know what I'm doing, if I go back to the studio, I can say, do this and do that. Or I want it this way, that way, which I don't even know how to talk in that. Right. lingo or how, how to explain what I'm thinking right now. You know what I mean? I keep hitting my mic, but explain what I'm thinking. Like I know what I'm trying to do, but I don't know what I'm doing in that sense. So that'll well, be, the, I think like, that the other thing is too, is that like 
which we've also talked about before, is there's a big difference between you going, meeting a new person who doesn't know you and trying to have that person know and have you know how to work with each other, how to um, motivate, how to check, how to work and, and understand what the person is meaning when they're saying something like it's something to where someone like you and I wouldn't have to go through that same kind of thing to where if we sat down in a shared space and said, we're going to work through this thing today. Right. And we're going to get some good quality studio time and to do it. If I hear you putting out bullshit, I can call you on it in a way that I know is probably going to get you pissed off, but it's going to motivate you. Right. Yeah. And you could do the same thing with me. The thing I also is, know it's also like, like a nice it's a relationship when you go into the studio where it's like, you know, the person, but you know that they're both doing their craft. So you're trying to yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's respect, but it's also like with the studio, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just know how I want to sound, you know what I mean? So I don't know. But that's what I'm saying is like with you, someone like you and I, you could probably give that, like, I want it to sound like this and we could get Get there. Yeah. A little bit easier. Right. But it, but with what, what you were saying earlier, that's what I'm more excited for is like, I've got better, a lot better at writing because I've been doing it for a while, but I haven't Mm -hmm. been recording for a while or mixing for a while. So I know that in the beginning, I'll be excited when I get to a point where I like it like generally I like it, but I know mm-hmm. in a year from now it'll be different. Cause I'll go back to that and be like, all right, I didn't n- even know how to do this, this, or this, or I wasn't even using this type of plugin or whatever, whatever that that is. So then I'll be excited. What I'm saying is I'll be excited to see how that grows the producing mm-hmm. side, which isn't even producing more just engineering, mixing and mastering. Yeah. I'll be excited to see what I can do with that. But, um, to wrap that up, the two questions I was thinking about was just kind of like bigger picture stuff, but I was just thinking about it. Um, the first one is, do you feel like you are changing into a new person or becoming more of your true self? That's something I've been thinking about recently, which is a deep question, but mm-hmm. more like, do you feel like you are changing completely? Because that's how I feel some days, but in other days, I feel like I'm just becoming more of who I was, who I've always wanted to be in a way. You I know think what I'm that, I think that I changed completely a while back. Mm-hmm. I think that a couple years ago, I think that I feel like I had a shift at one point, a turning point as well. And I'm a different yeah. person. Yeah. But, like I, my big, my big moments were, um, you know, being out as an adult in the workforce Yep. Living on my own and like just being in that house and not having anyone to check up and see what was up. Um, me doing psychedelics for the first time, smoking weed regularly, feeling like those are things that were really motivating me and making me question. Like that was a big thing was that I felt like throughout all of growing up and even into my early adulthood, I thought that I was questioning things. But realistically, I just went along with a lot of shit for a long time. And it wasn't like it wasn't like I was when I say questioning, it doesn't mean that I was questioning like, you know, authority and and what I should be doing and stuff like that. It's just that I was not asking yourself deeper questions. Yeah, I wasn't having honest enough questions with myself. Um, And I it's funny because I feel like I got into that by just asking more questions about bigger picture things that were separated from myself. And then 
it's like I slowly started bringing that in and saying, yeah. okay, like when it comes to religion and, and spirituality or when it comes to my own motivation or my goals or, you know, what I want out of my life or what I'm really afraid of, all those kind of things. So that those things happen to me in a short amount of time, right? Like it all, yeah. it's the transition started <clears throat> when, when, uh, the last girl that I was with before Abigail dumped me. That's mm-hmm. when I kind of like started just being like questioning things and, and doing that. But it was, like I said, it was more outside things Then yeah. it came internally. And that, that happened in a short amount of time. Then I felt like it was just a matter of saying, okay, cause the, the things that I've wanted then I've not, the things that at that time I started saying, I'm really afraid of, you know, being on my deathbed and saying, I didn't do jack shit. I'm afraid of not leaving a legacy that people will look at and say, that was an interesting enough person that people gave a shit about me. I'm scared of, you know, not being able to make sure the people that I care about in my life were all able to do the things that they wanted to do and don't have to worry about money. I'm tired. You know, I don't want to ever have to worry about my money at a certain time. All those kind of things, those core things. Now it's just about getting closer to it. Now there were things at the time that like, I questioned enough to where I just became very open and generalized to like when it came to, you know, like um, trying to have kids and like have a family early and stuff like that. Those are things that in my own life, like I just was like, maybe I was just saying that I wanted all that because that's what everyone around me says that I need to want, you know? Yeah. And then when I got with someone like Abigail, who, you know, basically all the way up until me said, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Then it yeah. really became something where I was like, I don't really care, you know, what's going on as far as like all these things that I'm supposed to want. As long as I'm with Abigail and I'm pushing towards my goals. Yeah. Right? Then everything else will kind of just what I, what I describe it as in my, what I, in my own monologue that's always running is mm-hmm. um, like a late maturity that I feel like I had that I, I feel like I was a late bloomer, not in some sense that now I'm some, crazy a different looking person or on the outside but late blooming in my actually mm-hmm. my my mindset that one day it wasn't just one day a flip switch but it was more like one year a yeah. turn a crank started turning <clears throat> and i changed into a very different person in mm-hmm. a very quick amount of time and part right. of it was feeling i guess like two people at one time for a while but not fully understanding how to get to or who I was trying to really become and then Mm -hmm. finding a direction and pushing it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like, yeah, for me, it feels like there was a time where, like I said, it, not that it was a switch, but more that it was a dial that got turned for a couple months, six, eight months, but it was a quick shift when it happened in a way, but it was more of just a mindset of wanting to understand more. And Mm -hmm. that's about yourself. That's about everything. Just wanting to, not just accept what's been happening and try to actually make a shift. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I agree. I think that it's, I think that it, it really is just, um, it, it, I agree with what you said about the dial. Like it, it's yeah. not, I feel like some people act like, you know, something happens and it's just like, it flips for them. And yeah. I don't know. Cause it, there's certain elements and obviously like the, the difference in maturing that you and even between you and I only being two years apart, obviously growing up in the same house and, and, you know, we even had very different 
like very different things that we were not questioning with ourselves or externally, very different things that we had to like overcome. And then as far as how quickly we progressed into, you know, going into things like adult life. I mean, for you, honestly, like not that you not, I'm not saying that you didn't bloom until after getting out of college mentally, but you also do obviously recognize that there is a big shift from basically the borderline continuation of high school that college is to then. I would say my shift more of my mental was like, was early college. No, I would say my junior year was when the crank started turning. I would say junior year of college or high school of of college. I would say that my first two years of college and it's tons of fun and all that, but it's more, it is still like freshman year of college is, you know, you're a freshman that you're like the youngest people at college. You're, it's like, yeah. not that you're haze because you're just final freshman, but you are that young person again, right? Yeah. And then sophomore year is kind of still the same thing, you know, because right. you're still friends with everyone from, from freshman year. But by right. junior year, you're only hanging out with the people that, at least in my situation, I worked a lot. So I didn't go out every weekend. So I was only hanging out with people that I was around. And because, you know, my roommate, that was, you know, my best friend didn't go there anymore and all of our friends were just getting busy. Junior mm-hmm. year was when I was starting to be just by myself a lot more. Not that I wasn't around people, but around people, but being by myself at the same time, like just being in my own head a lot more, yeah. you know what I mean? But now, you know, that was when I think I started maturing just because like, I mean, like I lived with people and stuff there and they were my friends and stuff. I still talk with them, but I was working different hours in them. I was coming back late staying you know it was a different it's not able it's not at the point where it's just i um, wasn't we weren't going out every weekend like when i was a sophomore i had money from roofing i didn't work i went there and i just went out all the time by the time i was a junior or senior i was working a job you know five days out of the week or something like that going to school paying for stuff so i would still go out but i would go out once a week or two my friends would be out thursday friday saturday which is nothing, you know, crazy at school, but it was just a different, it started being a different for you. Time. Your, your stuff changed enough to where it wasn't convenient <clears throat> necessarily for you to be like friends with all those people. And so because of that, not having just every moment, not we were still friends, shit. but it was a shift of a friendship where we were just, you know, always together every single day and just being drunk and idiots and stuff. Right. And it shifted to, I still got to be around them, but I was only seeing I only got to see a third of the nights. I only mm-hmm. got, to, you know, it was, it was a different. And, yep. and, and for me, I was already working and I had been working for a bit and I wasn't working like a corporate job or delivery driving at that point, but I just right. worked a lot. I had to work a lot, you know, but I would say that's when my shift happened. My second question, it kind of leads me into this. That I was wondering is, does it feel weird to you when people ask you how old you are? Hmm. That's been a weird question for me recently because I've had a weird year in a sense where this has been the shortest year and the longest year of my life at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes at the same time, though, it feels so weird for me to think about when we were seven, eight. I have memories of that, but only when I like. It comes out more and I'm around people when I think about that, but it's so much it's it's so much different to think about 
just age and time. Like I didn't think like, it's so weird for me to think about, I know this is a loaded question. What you expected twenties to be versus what twenties are. And it's so weird for me to picture now looking ahead three years, which I think is what has been starting to drive me because not saying that like, I never thought I'd make it this far or something crazy like that necessarily, Mm -hmm. but just like, I didn't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like I'm 23 or going to be 23. I'm not even 23 yet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like I'm 22, but I don't know what age I feel like. You know what I mean? Because right. I don't feel like I'm 17. I don't feel like it's 17-year-old me. I don't feel like I'm younger. I know my, it's a loaded question. Way, no, but I, I understand where you're coming from. My way that I look at it, and it's funny because Abigail and I were just talking about this not that long ago when I was you know, like coming up on having my birthday and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, off the, because Abigail's is in January. So it's like not all that much time in between us, both of us, you know, turning 25, really looking at it and saying like, okay, that's a quarter of life. If you get to the triple digits, like you're, that's why I want to ask you this question. Right? It's the perfect time to ask you this question. Yeah. So I think that part of it that always fucks with me is that I never felt like I related to a lot of people at my own age which was always tough for me Um, when I was especially like, I can't say necessarily in middle school, but like when in high school, uh, a lot of the people that were my age, it was really hard for me to like get in with the bullshit that they felt like they were dealing with versus what I felt like I was dealing with. Right. Yeah. And, and what was important to them versus what I felt like was important to me. And that obviously was before I even had like big mental shifts in, in, you know, my personal life going into college that got even more fleshed out for me. And that was when things was, it was really weird, especially because of dating the girl before, you know, and still having that like tie back home and tie to someone who was your age instead of mine. And so it was like, she was still in with some of that shit and she was, you know, younger. So it was weird, but in adulthood in Mm -hmm. late teens, early twenties, I exclusively worked with people that were always older than me every once in a while i'd find someone that was within you know i mean there have been a couple literally one other person that's been you know two years older than me and everyone else is i might find someone who's within five years of me and the other young people that i'm talking to are 30 so i'm like you're not any like you're you're like they're like mid 30s or like 35 and they're like they're like oh yeah here's the other young guy and they're like how old are you man i'm like 19 and they're like oh shit (laughs) this guy's good as shit you're like yeah "Yeah." and and so that's for me it's always been hard because i've never felt like not that i always felt like i was better than other people my age and i was so much more mature than them but i've i've questioned like different than yeah i just didn't i didn't understand the shit that people were talking about and bitching about and stuff like that. Cause like I had a different life than other people that were around my age and I didn't have a lot of them around me. Most of the times, the people yeah. that were around my age that I had were like the fucktards that are, that, you know, still live in mom and dad's neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Like every once in a while when we'd randomly like kind of half reconnect and hang out while they all looked at me as being an adult and I looked at them as being children, yeah. you know? And then the few people that I, you know, hung on to from high school, which fucking one by one, they all got torn away except for literally will. Right. Now at the point that I'm at, I look at it and say, it's weird to not feel like I'm just that kid 
walking <laughs> around trying to be an adult. Yeah. But at the same time, I I don't even feel 25. Like there's things yeah, that 25 year olds talk about that I say, I don't get that. It's weird know? for me to look at it. And I, I also think about it a lot. I think because like a lot of people that I watch are content creator, they have the same humor as me, but they're older, but they like, you know, like I watch Cody Co. I watch Noel. I watch like, yeah, but they got like millennial humor added in there, which like, but we I'm can't talking get. about like basically everybody like those Jay and Trey guys. I saying that podcast with the right. editing, those guys crack me up. They're 30, they're 31. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not saying that, like, I never thought 31 year olds would be like that. But I think that when it gets to a point where, you know, even you, not that you're anywhere close to 30, but you can look at it and say in seven years, there's no way I'm going to be a certain way that I oh. thought younger, I would be yeah. in that way. That's yeah, the other thing they say in 10 years for me, I'm not going to be, I don't know how to describe it. But you know, no, what I'm I, I I get what you. That was the other thing. I'm glad that you brought that up or, or took it that way because you said something else that about time passing, right? Yeah. I hate I hate the bullshit that people say of like, uh, you know, can't believe how uh, how time has been going and stuff like that because I don't look at it like this wistful. It comes and it goes, and when I was younger, it was longer, and now it's it's shorter, and it just keeps yeah. getting shorter because I don't look at it like that. But the way that I do look at it is the way that I perceive time and the way that I perceived it looking forward and looking back within the last couple of years has taken these dramatic changes because when obviously you're, you're someone who's in school, whether that's high school or college, right. And your time is largely kind of like run by, you know, quarters or semesters, right. Because you, every bit of your time is always wrapped around a reference point, right? So the way that I, where that gets kind of crazy is when I dropped out of uh, college and I started doing the, you know, um, the calibration of metrology type stuff. Yeah. And dad talks about this too, from being in that same kind of thing. Everything that you do in calibration of metrology is based on a daily, weekly, monthly, um, quarterly semi-annual annual for the most part right the dailies and weeklies are always small enough things that you know you just got to get them done as part of either a daily or a weekly runaround so it's not that big of a deal usually that's stuff more dealing with like labs and facilities but with calibration most of your things are monthly and the things that yeah. are you know quarterly semi-annual you're like a, you have like a quota right like i mean i know dad has exactly. like a job quota of things he has to close every month or work orders so he has to cl- close every month or stuff right. like that. so it it always is even the even the longer period ones they're having to be done by the end of whatever month they're hitting on so if if i need to do a if i need to have this digital thermometer that's on the list for april all the it doesn't matter when i get it done but if by April 31st at 11.59 p.m., that mm-hmm. is not done. Is there 30 days in April or 31? I, I never know. I, never I do the knuckle it. trick. I, do I don't knuckle know the knuckle trick. trick. January, February, March, April. So there's 30. Knuckle is 31. And uh-huh. no knuckle. So you start on this knuckle. Yes. No knuckle is 30 or 28 for February. So right. January, February, March, April. Okay. May. May, June, June July. July, and then you come back here. August is thirty-one as well. Oh, August, and then September, you go October, September, December. 
Yeah. Oh, Abigail yep. and I were just talking about how neither of us ever learned the knuckle trick. And so we I do feel know like we never trick. know. I do know okay. the knuckle now trick. Now I know it. I do now feel I like an idiot pulling it out sometimes, but you, <laughs> you got to do what you're equipped I'm with. I'm every equipped time with now. the knuckle trick. I, I know it. It's ready. But yeah. I, I, okay. So uh, anyways, if I have to get it done by that, it has to be done by that or else it's late. Then you have, depending on the criticality, like deviations and stuff like that, right? It's, it's yeah. a big no-no if it doesn't get done. Not to mention you just have now a backlog of extra shit. So from being in a job that focused so much on end of the month, after doing that for a while, you see month by month by month by month just go away. Yep. All you're doing is focusing when I'm at work, I need to get this done by the end of the month. I need to get X, Y, and Z done by the end of the month. Then the month is done. You're on the backside of it. If you've done enough, you can breathe a little bit on the last couple of weeks. And if you haven't, you're stressing down to the last minute and then, the next month starts, you go all over again. Well, the thing, so the thing like I feel about that is I'm, I write notes basically like when I'm calling, I have to write notes. If I do sales call, I write a note, right? Right. So basically, and I, I just do tech sales. So I'm not even going to get into that. But what I'm saying that for is basically um, when I write notes every day, I, I put a date in front of it. So it'd be like, you know, 418, 421. Right. Now I'll do that day by day and not really notice. I'll just look at the calendar, put the day in. And then every now and then I'll kind of read and be like, oh shit, it's April, it's mid-April. Yeah. And it's it's weird like that. But I think for me also, it's it's just weird thinking like, like this year has been so long. And at the same time, it's been short, but it's hard to explain. Like it hasn't felt short in really any aspect other than looking back at last year this time and remembering those memories, right? Excuse me. Yeah. But it has felt very long in a sense of, you know, being living on my own for the full year and all that stuff and just having a lot of different experiences this year. But that's why when people, but it hasn't just been this year when people ask me, I just think it's weird too, because, you know, when I come into, you know, a job or whatever, uh, like, like the job I'm at and I was working and I'm 21 when I start, of course I'm young, but there's a lot younger people in my job as well. Right. But now it's like, you know, I'm not old. I'm, you know, been there like a year and a half. I'm about to be mm-hmm. 23. And it's not that I'm now old in the office, but there's a, they hired a lot of other young people too, right? So there's other people right. in that age, right? right? So it's like, it very quickly goes from like, oh, you're the young guy in a way, not like it mattered that much, but then it kind of changes into like, well now, you know, everybody's that age. So it's just so weird how different it shifts. But for yeah. me, when somebody asks how old I am, it's, t- it's always like a second. It's weird for me to, it's always like, uh, Oh yeah, I'm still 22 because it, it also feels like I'm already 23 because it's been 2023 mm-hmm. for these three months. Right. It's just it's just a weird dynamic for me. But I also don't feel like I feel like I'm 23. But when I look ahead and I'm looking in two years, I'm going to be 25. It's also kind of motivating in a way to know I have two full years and I'm still young. And even when I turn into 30s, I'm still young and I have yeah. all this time. And that's what I think have been. I've talked to you about for my job. One thing it has gave me a little bit of confidence in is like, put me in front of something and I can learn it in some mm-hmm. time. It's not that anything is that hard. You know, yeah. like we talked about for your struggles with editing and all this are annoying and they're different than what I go through every day, but everybody has their individual stuff. You can be right. a, a, you know, a garbage worker and have like struggles that are, would be so freaking annoying to anybody doing it. Right. Everybody has their things, right? But that's why I think it's so 
I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to think about. Like, I think the time, like, and that's what I was going to go to on the perspective of it is that now when I look back at, you know, like for me, this year has been slipping away nonstop. Yep. Right. I started later than I wanted to. I didn't start the way that I wanted to. I got a backlog from like within or like, you know, right at the beginning of the second month, basically. And I've been riding the coattails of that ever since every day that passes where we haven't had basically up until next year planned out when it comes to like having to do things to be right with the French government and getting a, a, a permanent place for next year and bank account, all that kind of crap. It's like now what our big picture stuff is. Yeah. Um, I constantly feel like the, you know, the, the year is slipping when in reality, I mean, it's not completely, there's still plenty of time to figure all that out. I mean, we've got, you know, what, six or uh, eight months left out of the year. We're a, th- you know? a third of the way in. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I look at that and I say, it's, um, it seems like that, but then to go to a different reference point, right? Because now I've been out of that kind of like month to month turnaround time that I yeah. don't feel that same way to where, you know, I get so tuckered out by work that that's where most of my mental energy is going towards. And all that mental energy is doing stuff like that and dealing with things that were very draining on me and dealing with frustrating people and situations and stuff. Right. So now a lot of that is not going that way. And I look back at, okay, how crazy is it that I've been living in France for, you know, almost four months or that six months ago, you know, four months ago, which seems, you know, not like a necessarily a long amount of time, but it feels like forever that it's been since I've been living in the US, right? Or that I have been, you know, I go back seven months and I was still working and it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But at the same time, I feel like, I don't know. It, it's it. I feel like what I've learned from talking to people older than me is that it doesn't ever not feel like that, you know? And yeah. that's why for me, one of my biggest motivations, one of the biggest things that I learned from doing things like, especially taking psychedelics and, and um, smoking long term and kind of figuring out things about myself that I wanted to be pushing towards is money will always be an important thing, right? You need money to be able to free up other things. You need money to free up stress, to hire other people that can fill your gaps where you can't, to be able to get yourself in a spot where you're not having undue stress put on you, do the same for other people if if you know you have those people, all that kind of stuff. People that act like money is not important to be able to get things right, you know, unless you're someone who's just a, a, you know, spiritual guru, barely living off of anything and you don't need it, then, you know, it's fine, but I'm not. But the time aspect is the other thing that I just recognized. If I want to change how I perceive time, I have to invest the time, energy, effort, money now to yes. do things to where I can get to a stage where I don't have to do things that are draining my time. So I can just do things that I'm happy with spending my time on doing. And for the rest of it, I can have free time. That's legitimate, enjoyable free time and not mm-hmm. feel like I'm somebody who, cause there's some people that like, when I talk about my biggest fear being getting to the end of my life, and feeling like I didn't do anything of value up until that point. There are also people that say, I did all these things of value, but it wasn't the value that I actually wanted. And that's the yeah. other flip side of it for me is that I don't want to be someone who just 
you know, ran until the sand run, you know, ran out and then said, I, I spent all this time burning the candle at both ends to be successful. And I was, and then I didn't know when to pull back and just be able to be comfortable, you know? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say something, but I just lost it at the last second. Um, I don't remember where I was going to go with that. Um, That's what I was going to say though, about people that are older than me is that everyone always says that you never feel like you're not for most people. You never feel like you're not a kid that is just in an adult body trying to figure it out. You yeah. never feel like, but you also always feel disconnected from people older and younger. Yeah. And time is always oh, consecutively I, moving fast and slow and you don't know what to do with it. What, what I was going to say though, is I think, and I touched on this before, but I think one thing that has been nice about doing stuff like having a job or going to school, even for that matter, or doing anything for a long amount of time and seeing progress. And for me, it's, it's even the gym is realizing mm -hmm. that, you know, you're somebody that, that has a lot of interests and I do too, but I think you have a lot more interests that are pursuable with some like passion or, and that, that you can take steps towards anything you do for long enough, you will get better at just by doing it. Like that's what right. people like, that's like I said, the gym is an easy thing to see that. Like I'm someone that used to run a lot when I played sports, I hate mm -hmm. running now. And I'm always a guy that's like, Oh, I can't run. Like uh, if you gave me a, a half marathon or whatever, I couldn't do it. And then when I'm in the gym, I'll be pushing myself and I'm like, let's, let's like run. And you'll, it's all you have to do is run and you'll run more. All yep. you have to do is lift and you'll lift more. All you have to do yep. with YouTube is keep doing it and you'll find out better ways to do it better. This and that. That's what I think I've been trying to just kind of, you realize understand how attainable my, progress is if yes, you decide understand to do myself it. enough to know, like, yes, if I'm trying to work for this thing to where I'm getting happier, then over the next mm -hmm. couple of years, why don't I just keep doing the things and try to add consistency, but yep. do these things that I know will help? Because over time, I'm only going to get better at it. It's 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 everything. It's even you no, know, I invest in the stock market. I'm not a genius. You know what I do? And I'm not making a ton of money right now. I'm not saying that. But you look at graphs every day and you go, oh, this is usually at like 40 and it's at like 35. I should probably buy it because I've mm -hmm. been watching it for a year. And that's right. just, it's not like, that's what I try to explain to people about, I don't know, just everything. Like even mm -hmm. the studio stuff that I'm looking at, people are like, what are you trying to do with the studio? I'm like, I'm trying to just learn how to record. And they're like, what do you, and I'm like, I literally am watching people put on settings and yep. I'm trying to just learn how to do it the same way. And at some point I'll get an ear for it or I'll get a idea of what all these, knobs and all this shit means but like yep. for right now i just need to do it right and it's like yeah. same thing about like i said with the job you know i program on a system and stuff it's like i can walk into some place right now and i could be a programmer there for that system they could hire me straight for that and i just have experience because i had to do it i had to go in every day and click around and do all these things so yep. yeah you learn how to do it it's not like it's that hard you just do it every day so it's it's like anything is really like that though. Like, yeah, some things take talent. Some things take, you know, some unattainable. I, I can't go to the NBA right now if I play basketball every day. It's yeah. not going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. I can get a lot better at playing basketball every day, but I'm not going to like hit that point. If someone comes that's in and a, that's the thing with, they're going to beat thing. Yeah. With, with being someone like coming from the perspective of someone who does have a lot of, a lot of very widespread interest and someone who gets very overwhelmed with that a lot. Yeah. But 
but all it's you have to do a is matter doing of, them in some aspect. It doesn't even like, but it's that's the thing though is that it's a matter of recognizing the time and place and the benefit out of doing any of those things, right? It's 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 recognizing now that even if I don't know for sure, there's some things that I'm doing now or that I even want to start doing that I don't know for how long I will end up doing them because they're not going to be as rewarding to me as doing other things that I need the time for. Yeah. You know, and that might change again. Like I might get past a point where I say I have to give up this thing for that thing because I only have this amount of time. And if I'm going to pick between the two, I'm going to pick that. But then I might get to a point to where I do well enough with, you know, a conglomerate of things that I have more free time open up. And I say, okay, now I can choose to either add in some new thing or devote more time to something that I'm already doing and make it better or add in something else that I gave up or whatever it may be. And it's like, you just keep readjusting with that. But that's, that's something that for me, having some, having so many across the board, it's like, you do have to kind of like, you know, from my content that I'm making now, I have yeah. to know what am I making? What's the most important for the time being? What can I build? Then what can I add in and not allowing it to be, well, I want to go play airsoft. So why don't I just spend, you know, we got a bunch of money sitting in the bank. Why don't I just spend X amount of it, get yeah. a full load out of shit. And then go out and start playing it and videotaping it because I I have a you know a, a video camera that I can use or something like that. But it's like it's not feasible. It doesn't make sense. At some time it will, but it doesn't right now. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about some of the new stuff you're doing on your streams and stuff. I know you're about to finish the one game mm-hmm. and start the new Assassin's Creed, and we've been playing Battlefront and Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. So, so we. Uh, so in my personal one of my solo one, I'm, I'm about to be done with origins. I think at this point really, so I do uh, before next week, like I'm going to end up going through the entire map and going across it with a fine tooth comb, making sure there's nothing left. Yeah. Um, but based off of, cause I couldn't remember, there's only one race arena in there. Um, the one that I was at and I, I did do both of the, you know, the regular and the elite series of the races on there. So yeah. all that was left is there's like time trial ones and there is, um, there's like a friend challenge thing. So if, you know, you played you on that, there, you said that you also had the puzzles left. I remember when you were younger and we would be sitting in the room and we did not look those Oh, up. those ones, they're, they're different We'd be sitting there and you're like, dad, dad, dad's up there. And we're like. What is a riddle? And I'm I like, completely forgot about. I'm that. like eight years old. I'm like, oh sit my there. I'm like, I'm like trying to add input. Those were so fucked up. You're like, it would be like things. Well, remember because it would it was like it would be that piece of Eden, but it would be hidden yes. somewhere in it. You're like, where? <laughs> Those are so. Fu- and then you end up getting. I think that whole game finished. I or always first- have. I've always huh? gotten all of them finished. Yeah, but that was that was like the one I've always gotten. That was like 100%. Assassin's Creed three or something. Like I don't remember what it was called. It was one of the. It was one in the um in the two series. I think it was Revelations, which is yes. There's two Brotherhood and then Revelations, which is technically the fourth game, but it's the third one in the second series. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's the one because that's the one where you are. You also go back and play some of the bits as Altair. Because mm-hmm. you're finding the pieces of Eden throughout it. And yep. so it's like you're and then you're keying in from finding those riddles. Um, but yeah, so these ones, they're papyrus puzzles. It's basically just when you find like 
in most temples that are throughout the whole thing, there's a scroll. It gives you some bullshit riddle of being like, I am in the the teardrops of a god in this area. And you're like, okay. You go over, you try to find like, you know, a well or a lake or something like that and, and try to find it. Um, some of them are like really easy. It's like, you know, I I am beside my fallen brother in Imkontnome and you look over there and it's a tree and a tree fell beside it and you're like, well, obviously that's it. And then you go over there and you find it. Some of them, like the, the first one that I ever did, it was in Siwa, which is where you start out. That's where your guy's actually from. It's like a tiny little spot all the way over in the east, in the Middle yeah. East part of the full Egyptian map. And you, it said like, it, it was that whole, like, it's either a teardrop of a god or or something like that, or the mouth, you know, of something. Obviously referring to a body of water. Well, in Siwa, there's two, like, pretty big lakes. So I decide... I'm going to get this puzzle done as I'm going along. I go in this lake and I'm like scouring. Dude, I (laughs) looked through both lakes probably like two or three times. And I'm talking like out back, out the whole way. It was in a fucking well. I'm like, (laughs) you. I've gone through both of them, both like two, three times. I'm like, I'm going to look it up. And it's like, most people would think that maybe this is the lake considering it's a larger body of water, but it's actually in the well located in Seawam. Like, you know what's, you you know what's crazy is me. that you've completed almost every game you've played, and I don't know if I've ever completed a game. <laughs> I'm really trying to think. Well, like, I only only the story-based ones do I do that with, and I do Yeah, them- but like, like I played through campaigns before, yeah. right? So I guess that counts, but I'm not like... Even all the games that I've played, and I guess a game like you know that game I play like Skyrim, you can't really beat. But I never like went through and no, did. I mean, that one I've, you can join all these different factions. I guess there's different ways to beat it. But I've never. Yeah, but I that. like. I don't I, know if there's ever Skyrim, a game that I've went all the way through to the end right. and done the whole like Red Dead. I got through a good amount of it, but I didn't. I didn't finish it. I wasn't even close. Like the only games that I've like. I mean, I've finished, finished plenty of games, but I'm also more of a campaign person than you are. I'm a liar. I finished, finished DS games, a lot of them when I was younger, but not, not, not console games because I feel like I'll play so many different types of games Mm -hmm. and then I'll, a new one will come out a year later or something and I'll get it, you know, and then my game. I've had, I have had plenty of games. I've had plenty of games over time that I've started and never finished. I do. Ha- I've done that plenty of times. Being younger, I definitely finished a lot of like DS, PSP, those type mm-hmm. of games. I did that a lot, and that still counts, I guess. That's because I played in the car. We're going somewhere. It always be. But now it's like I'll get a game, and like yeah, I've finished full seasons on Madden and stuff like that. But you can't like finish a game like a sports game. Like I've never. I think what's tough about it is, at one time when we were growing up we would be able to devote a lot of time and we did devote a lot of time to gaming, but we also always had a very widespread collection. So it was like you had more time to devote to it than being an adult, but you were always like splitting it between a lot of different things. I know, I'll play a lot sometimes, but now it's just different for me. Cause it'll be like, you know, you're playing online, you're playing more like matchmaking, you're playing like I'll play campaign games, but I'm not like, like the one kid down here that I know that, um, 
he's not a kid. He's older than I am. But the one kid down here that I know, he, the guy that played Elden Ring before we really played it, and he played the Hogwarts and stuff. Like he plays a lot of those games as you do, campaign solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Play a lot further in the end of them than I would, you know. But that's just because I'm playing. I'll be playing Madden, 2K, COD. Everything. See, but that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like I've never, I don't like any sports games except for UFC. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever, I've never like you and Aiden, and I don't know about Dalton, but you guys like a new Madden comes out. You're like, bro, let me get that new 2K. I play out, that bro, more bro. than they do because Aiden plays MLB and he'll right. will play 2K. But like I play Madden, 2K, MLB, and it's just like it's. But it is because I get kind of burnt out. Of them like, it's like really even the game. racing games i tried to play like one of the forces that you had Dude, and forza like, is fun i got bored but forza is different because now because forza is open world like everything is you basically have to have people to play it with and go do stuff right. with or it's not as now don't get me wrong you still do career races and shit but like the old need for speed games i used to have i like <laughs> those better for playing on the xbox 360 like i like those better for career type shit like that was I don't know. I just feel like games now, graphics keep getting better. Games are cool visually, but they're just, I feel like role play games are getting better, like Elden Ring type games, but other games, it's in a weird spot. I've been talking this to Aiden for a while. I know it's different because you took a gap of playing games, but like, you know, when Fortnite and all that stuff was big and Apex and all these games, Mm -hmm. it's like the emergence of Battle Royale. It didn't start there. PUBG and all that shit was out before that. Right. Now yeah, Fortnite asked, was the one that made it popular. And then and then every game now like has battle royale where it's not a good game or has open world, everything does. There has to be something soon that comes that's a new style of game. I think it's VR. Like, yeah, but I think I think I, I think, think it's a, a simply I don't disagree, but I think simply it's something where battle royale will always be around now, just like domination will always be around. Yeah, but it's like kind of played out at the same match. time. Like the there has original- to be a new style that comes yeah. out of not not a new game but a new whole like game style like battle royale was and it might be something that's already out like vr that be, gets amplified like battle royale did right and now everyone jumps onto it but there's got i be just think there. i just think that vr for so long has been like it was such a slow crawl for the longest time and then vr like there's now you know what what would you say like 10 different companies that you can buy vr from that's like get decent yeah yeah (laughs) i need to use this thing more i think that really what it's going to be is as that gets better quality because right now you know that like it's not to say that the graphics aren't sometimes cool i mean like that that climbing game that you have the graphics look very very good but for the most part in you know, full on like you know, action games or or sports related games or whatever. It's like a Wii. They're it's like a, it's like it's like Nintendo. Yeah. You know, yes. it's it's but, more like it's more like kitty shapes and yes. kind of like blocky. But but, but it won't I, be for all. Yeah. You know, and the other thing I think is, in my opinion, I think it's just about trying to immerse more and more. It's just about realism, and that's all yeah. the gaming progression has ever been, aside from concepts see, and gameplay. That's the hard thing about, and, and it is also sports game and stuff, right? But like like 2K, I used to play a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And 2K, the reason I, I like that game a lot is like, I am I play basketball sometimes, but I'm not great at basketball. I was never like 
the best at basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't know the most about basketball, but I know a lot about like players and stuff just from playing the game. Yeah. But what I mean is like, I'm not like a genius when it comes to like running plays and all that. I don't do that. What I like about 2K is dribbling is how it should be. That's the thing that's always been good about the game. You basically can feel where you vibrate, dribble, whatever. But what I'm saying is that the old games used to play more like real basketball, even though the new games got better in every way with graphics, with all this stuff, functionality more because even though they have now all this stuff, great, but it doesn't play like real basketball. Like you'll miss wide open threes with Steph Curry that you shouldn't miss. And yeah, you're not always going to make them, but then like, it's like, if you're fast and you can dunk, it really doesn't matter if you suck because you can just run past it. Like stuff like that. Or like the older games, and it's the same way with Call of Duty, the older games might have not been as, you know, graphic, you know, Lee enhanced or whatever I'm trying to say, but they felt it's more not- like how it should feel, which is yes. so weird, isn't it? Because they get these new engines, they get all these new capability, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel right, which is my I think, problem. I think what it is is that now. it's like you always, the other thing when, when it comes to, realism is you also are always trying to have more options and personalization to things and you know aesthetically that's not a big deal but when it comes to classes like for cod right think of what one person versus another person if every attachment is unlocked if every variance is unlocked what one person could do with an m4 versus what another person could do with an m4 and having those two go against each other versus two people in world at war fighting each other with a three round burst m416 yeah it's well, completely different that, that's true i just think i just think it's crazy and, and like i said i can say it a lot with like 2k and madden stuff but like like it feels in cod as well it just feels so much more like those games were like we were like we loved playing and we were always like i can't wait for what's out in the new console it's like the new console games are great but they're also like it takes it takes that that shining that shining example coming through of like that's the hottest thing in gaming right now it used to be that was every major franchise that was it like every major franchise that was out at one point everybody was waiting for the next installment I'm just right. at a weird point point right now where it's like I didn't buy 2K this year. I'm probably not buying next Madden. I did buy a new MLB because MLB is still newer to me because it just came on Xbox two years ago. So right. it's like it used to be a PS exclusive. Exactly. But I don't know if I'm gonna buy the new COD for the first time ever because when's like, the new one supposed to come out? Here's the problem. It was gonna come out. So this one was on a short cycle or some shit. I don't know the whole thing, so I'm not even going to try to explain it because I'm going to be wrong. But essentially, it usually used to come out like every year, every year and a half. Now they do a thing where they pass it off to studios in like six to eight months and say, we need a game. So they're rushed. So the past couple of games have sucked. The Mm -hmm. thing is, I've gotten objectively a lot better. I'm not the best at these games. No, but you... But I've had to have fun, get better at the game. But I don't have fun now even though I've gotten better by standards of stats. So it's like, it's hard to explain because the new games essentially to keep my story brief. Um, the new games was going to come out in a year and a half because the bad last couple have been bad. Right. And then they said, never mind, we're just going to put it out in eight months again. And I'm like, I was so excited for actually like having a game where they put time into it. And maybe it's a better experience, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's all about 
it'll sell as much every time they do it. So why wouldn't they just keep making them faster? Because like as much as a game can regress and all this stuff, I still play it. People still play it. People are still going to, but it's like, Everyone will complain and still play the game. Like, that's the thing about it, right? Exactly. They're going to make the most, they're going to beat out the sales from 10 years ago, but the game sucks more, but just more people play it. More the thing is, is that the masses play. will continue moving. So like, even you, if you said, man, like if, if you didn't like Modern Warfare 2, right? And you said, I'm going to go back to, I don't know, Black Ops 3. You think you're going on there and finding good games right now? No. And you're not, right? So it's, it's like, that so you have to, me to that, like with it. Basically, the community, you know, and I'm not like I said, we're we've been talking about Xbox, but I'm not like the biggest gamer. I'm not on right. Reddit's and communities. I just, I, you know, I, I play. I like gaming, and I, I, you know, watch some stuff with people that talk about games that I like to play. But I feel like the biggest thing that everyone says now is like, if you just gave me the old game and updated it and gave it to me, I'd be happy. And it's so weird that we're at a point where we have right. like, I mean, like with COD, everyone's like, just give me Black Ops Two and just give me updated graphics and updated servers and leave the game the same mm-hmm. it's so weird that we have all this new capability mine these- would be modern warfare one or two yeah but those like, are my favorites that, for sure we have all this new capability to do all this new shit and it's just like yep. just give me the old one yeah it's nostalgia but it's also just not it's also just like it's simplification I- it's yeah. playing the game you know and and the other thing was was that at that time the the reason i liked modern warfare one so much was because I played it when it was the hot shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then I kept playing it when it was broken. Yeah. And it was still, it was fun in a completely different way when it yeah. was broken. Like when my favorite Mac game was, was glitched out Ops. and you're like jumping around on buildings and getting back behind some weird thing. And like, that was fun because it was stupid and you don't get think, that anymore. I think Black Ops 1 was my favorite COD to play. You and Aiden both were more on the Black Ops. But see, here's here's the thing is like, not that it matters. I was young, but like, I sucked at COD when I was younger. Like, like some of my friends, like Logan, was always nasty. He was always yeah. a sweater. I used to have like I know we don't talk, we talk about KD doesn't matter, but I used to suck. I used to, to go like you know be like like a point six point seven. Was oh yeah, just getting destroyed. Even if I try really hard every day and really and KD when we were where at least the friends that we had. Like I don't know about you, but that was like. People were trying to like prove out each other with. I'm just not good like, at I don't, it. Someone would ask me, I and I talked about this with Dalton not that long ago. Like, I I don't know the answer. Yeah. Not not like. But, I mean, oh, I, I do I do I know the care. answer of mine because I play more often and I know. But what I just mean is, in general, objectively, I've gotten loads better at the game in the sense that yeah. I don't suck now. But I'm not the best ever. And the problem with the new games is, is every time I get on, it's like they, I just. Oh, I'm getting a call. Hello? <laughs> what I was saying is every time I get on, it's like I'm always playing people that are better than me. Yeah. For whatever reason. And I'm like, I don't but know. That's that's also because of since the simplification is taken out of it, playing someone who was better back in the day was like, I mean, you're playing with virtually very close to the exact same things as each other. Oh, Talking yeah. about a difference in a gun rather than a difference in the way the same gun functions on one opposite end of the spectrum from another. It's so wild. And and not only that, but like, you know, what was considered being like, you know, sweaty back in the day was like, you know, jumping and spinning and hitting a 360 shot or like jumping around a corner or dolphin diving. Well, and, and now even it's like, games like, like even games that. like MLB, it's like 
I'm not good. I'm, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm bad, but I'm not good. Like, if somebody has played the game for a little bit, they're going to beat me. Mm-hmm. But my team online is solid. I haven't put mm-hmm. money on the game. I just play it every now and then. I haven't played in, like, a week. But when I get on, I'll be like, let's go. I want to mm-hmm. hit some dingers. I'll, like, crack a beer. Like, let's play on some MLB, right? Sure. If I play somebody that is a good player, mm-hmm. I'm going to get crushed. Because the thing <laughs> is about the game, it's all about – Swing timing and aiming. If one of them's right. off, you're done. So you have to be hit on both cylinders. More than often, if I play somebody good, I'm getting cranked. Like I'm getting, it's it'll be bad. I'll, I'll quit before the game's over. Right. <laughs> but I love playing that game for whatever reason. That's one of the only games recently that I like playing. Mm. But it's so annoying when you get on and you're like, let's devote some of my fucking time on this game. Yeah. And I just get smacked like yeah. three games in a row, and I'm like fuck dude why is every like everyone's on playing and i'm not i'm not saying again like i'm great at the game and i'm not even saying that it matters if you win the game to have fun i just mean right. that every game now is like if you're not fucking trying you're gonna lose yeah. basically like if you you can't just get on cod take your headset off sit back in your chair you're gonna fucking get annihilated yeah and that's- over and over and over and over and over again and then it's just not enjoyable not because just, you're losing, just because you're not getting to play the game. I just don't get it. I just I just don't get how it's came to where it is. And I that's just my steal on the video games, which is, right. I mean, it's... I look it's, at it and say that I, I mean, like, you know, COD for me, I did agree with you when I, when I was first playing it. I mean, I did like it more than the past games that I tried, right? But it's still, for me, like, I have never been a ride or die COD fan. I've yeah. never been that, right? I have always preferred playing Battlefield over COD. It just was a long time before they were coming out with stuff. And when they did, it was kind of lackluster, you know. Um, I've enjoyed playing 2042, you know, since we started doing that. Um, Even that is like, it's enjoyable to me. It's just not, you know, it's not, that is not the same as it was, first of all, you know. Like old Battlefield 3 and 4, I will forever say that those were like, you know, the coolest ones to me. Um, there is a lot of elements that are more like that, though. So I do appreciate the game. Um, I like the overall gameplay of it more, like the mechanics of it. The customization of it is not anywhere near as crazy. So it's a little bit more level playing field with other people, I feel like. Um, yeah. And I also appreciate like not being able to get kill streaks and stuff like that. Like I don't, I know that a lot of COD players love that about COD. I don't like it, so I like that that's not a thing in Battlefield. Um, and but you know, even that for me, like sometimes we're playing in a game and like I'm thinking to myself, like kind of getting a little bit like, not that I get bored of it or that I'm not having fun because I am, especially in being on there and playing with all of you know you guys when we have been playing with it, but. It's not my, you know, like choice game normally that if I was sitting by myself, you know, like you talk about with Battlefront, right? I played Battlefront 2 for a good bit and would have been whether you played it with me or not. But that's because it's Star Wars and I'm a geek and I like I got into, you know, Star Wars is is Star Wars for me. Like, it's so much fucking fun. I I love playing anything that's related around that, you know? Yeah. Um, So I got into it because of that. But like, if other people weren't playing battlefield 2042 i don't know if i would be that's what i like I, doing it i like playing it but i probably wouldn't be you know that's how it's been for me and just a lot of i don't know a lot of even shows recently like i've been in a weird spot where it's like 
you don't I feel like got, anything is making you like giving you literally the only shit i watch right now is anime which is either naruto i've been watching this new show it's like my hero it's, it's similar my people, hero academia people have yeah. quirks people get and it's fighting it's just a lot of yeah. fast-paced fighting right watch that and and obviously anime is its own thing and i and i i think i just like it because it's never something that i had fully got into before so it's new right but i feel like obviously there's documentaries there's shit i can watch and go learn on and figure out that i would enjoy but i just like don't have that draw to watch stuff like that like i i literally watch youtube youtube and hulu and the only shows i watch is anime and i watch like master chef if i want like a breakup show of literally just mm-hmm. like throw something on and that's yeah a very white show to watch but again something that i never watch shows like that i've already watched office and new girl and all these shows that everyone talks about mm-hmm. there's a lot that i haven't watched but i don't know i've just been in a weird spot where like i don't feel like anything gives me gratification anymore that's how yeah, i feel. I'm, wa- I'm watching like you know great shows that everyone's saying i'm just like i'm f- like i don't fucking care dude i just want to watch and but i don't know what makes you i guess want to watch naruto and all so i guess it's because it's like I said, it's new. Maybe. It's different than stuff that you've watched. But I, and I will want to watch that, so yeah. I watch it. And I do watch YouTube. I watch obviously your guys' stuff and the content that you and Abigail are posting. I watch right. Cody Co. and and there's Jay and Trey, Trey guys. I watch them. I listen to a lot of beats. And I have See, my I even, own content. I, but, I I have gotten to the point, and Aiden and I talked about this too. But I have gotten to the point to where, like, so first of all, obviously, I'm in. I'm you know in a couple in a couple i'm in a relationship is what i was trying to say you're, uh, you're part of a couple I'm, I'm one half of a couple um with abigail and so when it comes to like you know watching shows and or movies or stuff like that you know you don't want to don't want to be a dick and just be like blazing head and deciding i'm interested by this so fuck you i'm going to do it and then you come back yeah. in later and it's like what the fuck i would have done i would watch that with you you know but so it's it's tough for me um, and being over here, not having, you know, all of the different streaming platforms that I was used to having in the past, you know, um, so having a different selection of stuff. Um, but even between that and YouTube, like at one time I was like, you know, I was really Hulu heavy. I was watching all these different things on Hulu. Right. And then another time I got really Netflix heavy and I would always be finding new stuff on there. And I was always finding stuff to where I was like, oh, I'm so excited to be watching this. And then when I didn't feel like that, I was on uh, YouTube, TED Talks, comedy yeah. stuff on there, cartoon bullshit on there. Like, I've always had stuff. And granted, that was in at a time where, where I didn't have video gaming. So I was doing that in place of being able to just... That was your, that was your content for whatever. That I was, needed something at times, yeah. you know, to intake. And um, especially when, you know, life was shittier. And so I just needed something to pull it away. Now, I just don't like it's not that I can never find a show or a movie or something like that and feel like by the end of it, like I'm happy to have watched that or I enjoyed that. But I really have trouble with like I haven't listened to a podcast with like a Joe Rogan one in I don't know how long, not mm-hmm. all the way through. I mean, it's been weeks, months, maybe even since I've been doing that. Um, I haven't been finding new music. I'm just in this stage where for a long time now, I think part of it is because whenever I do, you know, intake anything, it's when I'm doing something else. Yeah. And so I don't want to not be paying attention to it. But the other side of it is too, I just have felt like for a while now that like nothing's making me, nothing's gratifying me. Everything I feel, that I watch, I'm like, what the fuck? I feel, yeah, I'm in a weird spot as well with that. And it's not that for me, that's bad. Cause it's like, 
I'm, I find new music in a sense that's new to me, but I don't listen to a lot of new released music. I like going into, you know, my, the different genres within rap that I like. Like I like so much different stuff and I know you do too, but I think my range is different. Obviously it's different than your range and different than even Aiden's. We talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but like, I do like the, like, I, I not necessarily the hyper pop stuff that Aiden will listen to where it's like playboy Cardi as much. I don't like that, but I do like more of the rock star rap stuff, which is more like, auto-tuned heavy in that way which yep. is some of the peep and some of that type of stuff Boogie with the hoodie stuff like that it's more like little tracy and peep and but the thing is for me it's hard to what i wanted to say is just in generally like i like to go down those avenues and go back to people that i've always liked but never even went deeper dive like we talked about before and get more songs than that i like and, and figure out more stuff of that people and get a better understanding of music that way. Right. But like, I, I like so many different things. I'm doing so many at once of that. Like I'll throw this. I listen to my, my playlist in the car of just what I listen to. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking crazy. I'll go from like Pete to fucking like, you know, even within rap, go from peep to mainstream stuff like Drake and then go to like right. underground suicide boys and go to some completely guy, you know, guy that has like 50 songs on SoundCloud that I know this song, then go to Lil right. Wayne, go back to 50 cent, like jumping so much. But like yeah. what I'm just saying in general is that I find so much more value now that I'm listening to music with a different intent to going back to stuff and songs that I know give me a feeling or elicit me listening to it for years on end. Why? Like, what is it? Or like, mm-hmm. what do I like? And that's what I like doing more. And sometimes I struggle with that because I'll see, hear a new album and I'll like it. And then I never listen to it again or I only listen to it once or twice, but I'll eventually get back to it. But like right now, I don't have Instagram. I, I, I have Snapchat. I don't talk to that many people. And that's not like you're, you're seeing famous. I don't follow famous people on Snapchat. Right. As well. So I don't see when people drop. Sometimes I miss shit like that. Which is the only thing I kind of miss about that. Like, I don't know if Joey's going to drop. And I want to like the, the last two Suicide Boys things. I didn't even know about them until I got onto a stream with Aiden Dalton. Yeah. yeah. They were like, bro, did you see they dropped a new EP? I'm like, no. But like, that's what I'm, but I, I've been liking going back and like I said, pulling different, listening for different reasons to the shit that I listened to forever. And I also do like nostalgia. I've realized, I realized that nostalgia is something that I think for whatever reason, even though a lot of the times that I'm thinking back on weren't necessarily good times, music is one of those things that I will, there are some songs I'll listen to until forever. Like I would never not listen to certain songs or get, I'll go into so many ways where I'll get back into people I used to listen to and I'll just do that for six more months and I'll get right. back and get deeper dive, learn more songs, all that shit. But yeah, I definitely do that too. I'm not watching new content all the time. I'm not. I've just, I've dropped off a lot on really, I think taking in, I think part of it is just my, my head's not in it. I mean, part of it is that I don't feel like I'm having to, um, like decompress in the same kind of way that I've had to in the past. You know, I spent a lot of time feeling like I had to distract or decompress from stuff that I don't feel that way as often now. So maybe mm-hmm. I don't have the same use for it that I did at one time. Um, Do you get that feeling, though, when you listen to certain songs where it's like 
I don't know. It's like music get, is its own thing. I mean, specifically, it's, it's with like, like euphor- euphoria in a way, though, where you just get those songs where, like, I don't know, there's certain songs to me that it's like I hear it come on and it's like zoom. Like, I can't describe it. Yeah. It's like there would be certain songs, and I guess it's songs that we speak to in that time frame, but like I'll have songs like for months, I'll listen to them like 10 times a day for months. I don't do that. You do that a lot more than I do. Like I listen when we to music. were on vacation, you literally listen to Benny the Butcher every time we got in the car. But see, I don't listen to that much anymore. That was right. a, a span where I listened to like five songs very often because I like his delivery. I do like him, but I don't. If there's a new album that comes out that I feel like the new Mac Airs album I've been listening to a lot, but that's because I'm trying to learn the song so I can appreciate it in a different kind of way. That's how it was a Benny Bitch. But- I can't talk Benny Butcher stuff. I had just kind of not just figured him out, but just done a little bit of deeper dive. I still Mm -hmm. like him, but he's like Freddie Gibbs me or somebody I like and I respect, but I don't know them enough, but I do have certain songs that I like and I'll get into a phase. But then there'll be times where I'm like, oh, I haven't listened to Joey again. And I was to Joey for three months and I'll go back through everything I did know and I'll find new shit. And then it's like, it's hard to explain though. I do that with so many people. I don't feel like I do that as much. I feel like, Maybe like juice I, I, have, I have a file on my phone with 200 juice world songs and i know right. you know all those and more and i'll go through phases where i'll just start pulling up the files again every day and just going through and listen to them and then i'll go through phases where i don't listen to him for months it's it's weird yeah i feel like i i i bounce around a lot more with my music anymore like i get in the car and i say i want to sing um and i want to sing jazz and so i like you know Mm-hmm. Pull up Michael Bublé or something like that, or I'll be like, "Man, I'll, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm feeling, even for no reason, I'll just be like, I'm feeling like pissed off, and you know, I, I want to listen to like Ice Cube, and I'll throw that yeah. on. It's like mine is very much driven by, I take whatever my emotion is, and I just want to like a lot of people. I think with music, you look at it one of two ways. I think that someone like me, I, I look at my emotion and I just want to delve into it further and ride it out. And other people want to distract from it and go in a different direction. So like, I I know a lot of people that when they're feeling really negative in one way or another, they want to try to like perk up with some happy shit. I never do that. If I'm in in this state, I want to be like, when I, when I turn on, you know, and it's different for even within, within um, like, the same song i could go back to it from two different places right like the other day if you talk about nostalgia um i listened to uh a bunch of bony ver songs bony ver was someone that for the longest time in my life has always been associated with just like pure sadness depression loneliness every time that i felt like that it was it, even today when i get really sad about something i'm like i want to listen to bony ver it's like a, yeah. it's like a trigger and um now sometimes for a nostalgic thing because I don't listen to them as much anymore just because if I'm going to listen to music sometimes I I think I have other things that are you know, at this point in my life I more go-tos than them but the other yep. day I listened to them had nothing to do with the sadness it had more to do with the nostalgia of listening to them but like yep. with the Mac Ayers album sometimes even with the newest one I would listen to that album if it was a bright sunny day and I was driving with the windows down just as soon as I would listen to it if it was raining outside and I felt like shit. Yes. You know, that's I have some albums like that too, but I just, I don't know. I think obviously like we've had time. We talk about this for, we talk more now about even everything, even music than we did even we lived together because it was a different time. Not that we didn't talk, but about specific stuff like that. 
But like, I wonder sometimes like out of my range of music, what you would like and pick up on if you heard the food. Like, I know that there's a lot of I listen to that I don't, don't think you would listen to, but I do like, like I said, I find value in some of the positive, just kind of like not the lyrics, not, not saying mumble rap necessarily, mm-hmm. but like a guy like Amine, who is very like I've listened to energetic him. stuff, right? Like I think you like him, but I don't know how far see yeah. you would like his stuff. But I've had someone else tell me that exact same thing before. And I'm not the- saying I think you would like him. I'm saying I wonder how far the, the people that I like. Right. I mean, he's the only person, him and like Smino, that do that type of vibe that mm-hmm. I listen to. But I do like them, and I wonder because I think you would like some of the R&B people. It's modern, to- upbeat jazz and R&B influenced lo-fi hip-hop i just wonder in general like in and i wonder with aiden too and really you can't know until you know we'd be around each other more and be just Mm -hmm. exposed to it but i wonder in the same way to what your style where like you'll play some people sometimes and i'm like oh i like this guy or i like this guy's delivery this guy's work whatever Mm -hmm. it is and then i'll start looking into them more i just wonder from all of our shit how much more we could be diverse in it. But I mean, that's, that's something that I, I really don't listen to enough, like any music other than not saying any music other than rap. Cause Mac Miller, some of his albums, you know, and, and are more singing and some, mm-hmm. I listen to R and B and I listen to random shit. Still listen to John Mayer and stuff, but I don't go that far into like looking into more contemporary rock or looking into more old. I, I don't know. I just, that yeah. when I listen to music, even though I'm really wide, you know, versed in what I listen to in rap, I'm just, I don't go, I don't know. It's just hard to explain. I don't, I, I don't have that natural, like I don't go look at the new country albums to look at. I don't mind listening to country. Right. I don't mind a good album in the summer. Fuck it. I'll listen to it. I'm not looking at the new fucking air. I don't even know who it's, I don't, I'm not looking. I don't know. Yeah. So I feel that too. I think that, um, for one, when it goes, I mean, I think about that all the time when it comes to like with uh, hip hop artists specifically, especially now, I will say that I think that a lot more of the people that I listen to are people that you two would. But that's just because you like, I think that we all have different stuff from today that we're very picky about in different ways. But I think all of us are less picky when it comes to older shit. Now, there is some stuff with older shit that I like that I don't think that you guys would like, but it's like really early stuff. But I mean more like stuff that when I hear, I'm going to want to investigate it myself. You know what I mean? That's like, that's the other thing. There's a lot that you can play in the car and I don't have any problem with your music taste, but not every song I want to. Who's this? What like, you know what I mean? Some songs are just decent songs that I don't mind, but some, Mm -hmm. you know, a song that hooks me. You know what I mean? Like when we we talk about this, we listen to Pop Smoke for the first time driving yeah. down. And we're like, this is good. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Right? And like, obviously, that, we both didn't know him. We both like that. But I wonder out of the ranges is just what I was saying. Like, I don't... The differences too, though, was what I was going to say is that you and Aiden are so much more song people who you choose to do deep dives. I'm so much more of an album person. I don't listen to individual songs and go like only now in listening to SoundCloud and a bunch of underground people that will possibly never fucking make it. A lot of them like only with them have I ever forced that's, myself to do that. That's why, because I grew up on SoundCloud. I'm exactly. a SoundCloud boy. I mean, I, I my age, 
is the sound. I mean, Aiden was yes. too, and he kind of was into it when it was already getting <clears throat> bigger. But when I was in sixth grade, I listened to Spinrilla. In seventh yeah. grade, I listened to Spinrilla because I, I never did. Spinrilla was was kind of ghetto where it just took up a lot of space, yep. and it was like you could find old <laughs> Lil Wayne albums. We could also just find the hood guy from your high school. Yeah, write an album like like anything like that you could find on there. Anything that is basically on you know on a label that somebody put on there or underground. So right. then I started doing that. But the problem is it took up so much damn space. If you had like 10 albums, it's like four gigs or some shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. Uh, I, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it, I remember it took up like five, seven gigs on my phone at one point for all the shit I recorded. Um, then when I got to SoundCloud, because I didn't have, Apple Music used to not be that way, you know. Yeah. How, yeah, it was, yeah. I had Odd Future and Earl Sweatshirt albums bought two of them. That's all that I had on my downloaded music. And I bought these when I was younger. SoundCloud was a way to get free music where I could go and find anything. Now they have SoundCloud Go where you have to pay to listen to some music. Never used to have that shit. They had real music and unreleased music. That's the so big thing finding, that I didn't. Yeah. I started finding Spinrilla, finding people underground. So I am very much like that. There are a lot of artists I like, but I'll listen to some people where I know two of their songs. I don't like their other shit, but this song's good. That's the mm-hmm. difference about my music taste. Like I'll listen to like, like there's one Lil Xan song that I like. Do I like right. Lil Xan's music? No, there's two actually. Which, there's which two. Lil Xan song is it? There's one song that's Betrayed. That was his first big one. Okay. That was like one that I listened to. And the other one's called Far, but I like, see, this is where I get, Weird though, I like on SoundCloud. There's one version where it's the real song is sped up and it's slowed a bit, and that's okay. what I like. That's what I listen to every time. Right. So it's like certain shit like that where <clears throat> I never knew that that was an adjusted version of the song. I just right. found it one day, and it's by like an unreleased page. It has like twenty thousand views. I, and you're like, I, I like it all the time. Now when I hear the new one or the regular one, I mean, right. it's not bad, but it's I still it. listen to that song all. So that's where like SoundCloud for me is. I grew up though on that and then I got Apple Music when it was five dollars a month. And then I could get Apple Music and get all these all like real, you know, you know without yeah. I used to have to make playlist of I would go I would look up the album list, track list, and add the songs right. in order and right. make playlists of all the people. But like, yeah, I grew up on SoundCloud. That's where like when I make music, I want to put on SoundCloud, but it's so much different. But like I not saying I want to bring SoundCloud back, but I want to bring the vibe of like SoundCloud that it used oh, to. Oh, I be would, back. I would definitely, even with the intention of being someone who legitimately makes music under a label that gets put out to Apple Music and everything else, I yeah. would for sure want to put it on SoundCloud and make that a big thing. The like people like Xavier is- Wolf and Puya and Ramirez, Fat Nick, Germ, you know, all that, Germ, all of those guys. That that's how not I even necessarily German not even necessarily G five nine. But just everyone that's in that kind of like middle lane of not being Dr. Dre, but not being some random dude in their garage and they're out there touring and getting money. Some of them are random dudes in their garage. I literally know, like, I'll know songs where I literally have this just like a song like that I've always liked that I will add the playlist of that sound. I don't know who the fuck the guy is. And some of them I have done, like I said, deep dives and I don't like it. Some of my, I just, I know this like one song. I think some of that's too is from being at college and hearing songs at parties where you add a song, don't really know yeah. it, but you always know it because you're out and you're listening to it. Yeah. But yeah, shit like that. I mean, I don't know though. I'm different because I intake so much music. I'm always listening to music. I'm always listening to beats. I'm always listening to it. And part of it's my job. I drive a lot. 
But well, the I'll other thing is, the other I'm thing never is at times where I'm not listening to music all the time. Yeah. The other thing that I was going to say too, when you talk about listening to music outside of hip hop, is that that's something that I know that I feel guilty about all the time because hip hop is just like hip hop is one of the things I hip hop is definitely my my thing that I'm you know that I love the most when it comes to music. But I love blues, bluegrass, folk, country. Um, old like you know 60s 50s 40s 30s 20s music you know show tunes some opera classical like there's so many different things that i like across a, a wide you know breadth of things and um like i i didn't even name all of them there i'm as i'm sitting here but, talking but what about pulls more, you but, to hip-hop every time that's what i wonder like what makes me because it's like the closest the- thing to what my actual vibe is and that everything else is an influence and that's really me that's i wonder though with people that that we like or that i like like juice like idolize people like Billy Idol and like rock and you hear in some of his songs. I know you have less to juice like that, but he'll have yeah, songs. But my my thing is is like people like that. Like I only like a certain type of rock. So but people see, that but, talk but about see, that kind of shit. Not like just that. I just mean though, like yeah, and I, I'm the same. I don't know. Like I'm not like a but fucking, blues. Blues gets me hard as a rock. Like but see, somebody like Ruby the Cherry has his people funk. that have the funk or the punk or whatever. Yeah. I, I said funk. Wow, yeah. the punk has inspired his shit but the same way i wonder like with pete and stuff like i don't like that fallout boy type of stuff but he has mm-hmm. like trap versions of those songs essentially where he'll use mm-hmm. like a like that one song bright side that's a college yeah. song mr bright side he has a song of that and it's inspired but it's like i wonder if i took more interest into those types of interests that i have not even talking about those things specifically but just those styles of music how it could affect the way that I can make music, just my understanding. Right. But just if I took in more of that over time, the way that I, help, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I mean, the way that I look at it is I, at one point would really like to, I mean, I've talked to you about wanting to get to the point to where I can like, from a content perspective, obviously be able to um, do more when it comes to like, I say music review and it's really what it's a way is like just breaking down my appreciation for music. Right. Cause I don't want to be a review channel. I don't want people to come to me looking like a new rap album drop. Hunter's going to review it for everybody and everyone's going to come there. And I'm going to be like, this song was good. This one sucked. That's not what I want. But what I would really like to do is to take people through gaining a deeper appreciation for music. And that's really just an excuse for me to get more of it. And so the way that I look at it is, is yeah. I mean, when I listen to jazz blues, um, country and like, I, I don't know some people, you know, like a lot of producers and stuff like that, especially when it comes to old music, old, like what was popular music back then, you know, Motown, even before that show tunes, you know, uh, jazz and, and stuff like that. They use that specifically and, and blues gospel they use all those as a direct influence to be able to pull for samples and stuff like that now i'm not saying that i would never look at stuff like that but mine is more just i like all that kind of stuff for different reasons but i would say for me the closest thing to hip-hop that i do find the same amount of like really soul you know is is the same thing that i've said that when i would you know record music that I'm making outside of hip hop, right? Because I would like to make music that's not just rap 
but that is, you know, more singing, but still within the guise of hip hop or, yeah. you know, somewhat R&B in there. But that's all still like R&B is still it's a part of hip hop as a collective. Right. But the only music that I would really want to push to make outside of that, and I don't even know if it would just be original or if it would be, you know, covers of stuff is blues. That's mm. because blues for me hits the same kind or like not even just like regular, um, can't say regular, not even just generalized, like, you know, porch blues of, you know, playing a steel, um, steel guitar and, and yeah, you know, even like the old simple, you know, four chord structure, but even like Southern blues rock, that's like Stevie Ray Vaughan and, you know, Jimi Hendrix and people like that, that are really, it's just, it's, it's grungy and grimy in the same kind of way that hip hop is for me, you know? Yeah. It, I just, it, it I, I the think same part of me. I think for me, one thing I've realized is that what I like most about listening to music in different types when I do is just simply listening about how people put their feelings into words and how people put their experience into words. And again, why do I like these certain songs, these certain people? That's, I think, like other day I, I was listening to like Amos Lee, that one old album. And yeah. I don't do that stuff that often. I really don't do that that often where I go into one of those dives. But like those songs are still cranks. They're still mm-hmm. good. I still like them. Do see, I want a lot of a lot of those? I don't I don't even like them anymore. But see, I used to. I, I just I mean in general, would I want to get out there and try to sing like that? No. I don't want to go into a falsetto and test the very hot. I don't want to do that. But yeah. what I do like hearing is the type of emotions and again, thoughts, the thought mm-hmm. pattern of the trail the songs take you on. And why do I like this song more than that one? And why what how does he tell a story and how does it all that. That's what I do like still figuring out. Why do right. I like old John Merritt other than nostalgia? Why do I like, why did I like that when I was growing up and try mm-hmm. to kind of be an audience of my own, like why like emotions, I guess, why do I like that? So I can try to understand better. How can I put that in when I want to use it? Not again, not that I'm right. going to be playing an acoustic guitar and singing a falsetto voice to make a rap song. I'm not saying right. that I'm saying, how do I, how do I take, any type of, I guess, experience of, of a way to, that's what I talk about with music is like, it's just me, aspects, it's aspects of the music. And it doesn't have to mean yes. that because you're listening to country that you're going to throw in some kind of country twang and a banjo into your hip hop. It means that <laughs> there's some aspect or element of the song or the artist or the word usage or whatever it may be that you say, I want to take this aspect and apply that like this way yeah. to the music. Like when in my head, if I'm listening to country, I go, oh, I'm going to listen to these people. Why do I want to do that? Other than obviously people like Rascal Flatts, we grew up with banging right. the CDs all the time, right? Like right. why, what makes me like this dude over this thing in a genre that I don't listen to that often? Like mm-hmm. what is it about it? And is it, they're good at the storytelling? Is it they just have a good voice? What the fuck? Like, what is it that I like right. that keeps me going back? Right. Because like I said, there are songs that I listen to, and this is what gets me sometimes. Like there are songs I listen to where I really don't like that person's style or like that much. But this certain song, I'll listen to that song forever. Like I will always like that song with this emotion or whatever it is. And I know it's just like getting linked to it or whatever it may be, but like there are certain songs you always come back to, or at least I do. Mm-hmm. So I wonder like when I'm, you know, in a position of trying to make stuff. Like what makes me, and obviously for you, it's like, yeah, when I watch content, what makes me 
like somebody. I know you think about it all the time, but I try to think about that when I'm listening to music on the flip end. At the right. same time, I'm trying to listen to, like I said recently, what are they doing with the voice? The little bit of ear I have for that right now, like trying to, okay, the, the chorus is actually higher than the verse, but I never noticed that before because it's an easy transition. Shit like that. Because mm-hmm. it is different when I'm in front of the mic in the stage I'm at right now. And I do maybe a chorus or a hook and then I do the verse and I'm like, does it sound again? I just need to get to the point where I've done it, can hear it back and that'll be different. But um, yeah. What else? Uh, do you have any, uh, any other kind of things we want to jump to any things that you want to talk about specifically? I don't think so. Um, I think, I mean, we're kind of getting close to a time um, to our time mark. I think that, um really when it comes to i mean you know if people would like to see more of you obviously we have you know we uh noah and i do um streaming together on sundays um you have been on saturdays coming around for that one as well so uh you said you're gonna end up being on today too so I just obviously um, can't hear me for that i mean for for if anyone is you know listening to this you know if they know me or not I'm just kind of right now in a grind phase of content. You know, I might be on here sometimes be playing um, games with Hunter and stuff, but mainly just trying to, you know, all my music and stuff work on that. And um, I'm not really releasing anything right now. Just kind of in a grind phase. So just, I'm just bowling. I'm just out here. Young boy working. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, for me, this, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on and doing the, you know, the first, interview and trying to kind of figure that out. I call it an interview just because this is the early stage of doing it. But I mean, yeah, I think the, um, you know, the more that you feel like you're getting to a point where you're more knowledgeable. And I think really the biggest steps for you, like you were saying earlier, that are going to be the the best thing for you to, you know, be coming on here and feeling like you really have things that you're pushing and things that you're excited talking about and all that kind of stuff is, you know, the closer that you get towards throwing out some, some finished products, even if it's not, you know, let's go drop in it, you know, a, a single, an EP, a LP, whatever it may be. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. more you do that, it's, uh, you know, as soon as you start putting out stuff to your own name, I think, it, you know, it just starts becoming easier and easier to feel like I'm actually doing it, you know? Yep. And it's a process. It's just, it's, and it's different for everyone. And, but, um, you know, we'll keep having you come on here at least and, you know, keep talking about whatever the fuck is going on. Hopefully I can keep getting shit figured out and, you know, getting my stuff more down pat. So hey, fifteen hundred views on YouTube milestone. Yeah, milestone. I would. My that's definitely a big one. Um, I'm hoping I'll, I'll get another little surge come through as I put up this next round of stuff. Um, when is that supposed to be? I'll be doing it between today and tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, obviously, like you know, I got to jump off here to get stuff for dinner together and then it's kind of tough afterwards because it's 11 o'clock at night and we're trying to be better about getting to bed at a decent time so we can then get up at a decent time so i'll probably end up um after you and i stream tomorrow while abigail is doing her stuff with maggie because she's got her podcast with her i'll probably end up getting that whole next round of stuff up on there um Hmm. but yeah other than that my biggest things that i've been trying to keep with is just like staying good on my Twitter and my Facebook. 
um, which I have been better at, like actually announcing on there. And then, you know, both beforehand for streams and then after the fact when, you know, stuff are getting posted up. So um, if you're watching this or listening to this and you would like to be more, you know, up to date and in tune with what's going on, you should be sure to check those out. Yep. Um, other than that, it's just about getting this backlog down little by little, bit by bit. Keep running. I would love, love, love to within the next month. And granted, I am doing like I said, and I'm, I think what I'm going to start doing to try to kind of keep a better um, balance of it is like once a month, kind of take a week so that I can have a full rather than to where I keep having these days to push and the days where I have to, you know, update with new content just on a monthly basis so that it's not large periods of time, but it's also not you know, never any time where I can devote to really just grinding on it for a while, probably just taking yeah. like those, you know, the three days that I do stuff now, take those three days off to get three more days of just working of all the old stuff. And then realistically, because I get those three days in the next four days, I don't have to focus on doing stuff that I just did at all. So I get yeah. a lot of time to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Um. other than that, I mean, I always end this talking about, you know, other crap to be able to see. So we've got um, my solo stream on Friday. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday. So I've got my stream with uh, Icky and Ace added on there. And um, Nazir's been doing plenty of stuff on there with us too. Got ours on Sundays. Um, like I said, Twitter, Facebook. If you're finding this and you look at the artist name, it's Retina, the OTD, you find that on twitter facebook youtube twitch instagram and tiktok too but i haven't posted anything on there so there's no reason for you to follow that and yeah you have anything else to say before we bounce nope okay all right well see you fuckers later peace Bye. <laughs>